Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hello there. It's time for Most Things Kenobi. Shouldn't it be All Things Kenobi? Hmm. Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of Most Things Kenobi, a podcast about Obi-Wan Kenobi and all things Star Wars. I'm your host Leanne. And I'm your host Lauren. And this week is the beginning of us going through the entire Zygeria, Cadavo, <laughs> mess, <laughs> greatness. Yes. Probably my second favorite arc in all of Clone Wars. It's definitely a go-to. I know every time you and I listen, or, or listen to it, watch it together, we're always like, hmm, Cadavo? <laughs> yes, yes. It, I think only the Point Rain arc tops mm-hmm. it for me. But we're starting with the episode Kidnapped, in which Obi-Wan has a delightful part in. <laughs> One of our favorites. And Anakin as well, which we'll talk about. Yes, yeah, it's a really good episode for all the characters. It's very satisfying. Yep. Poor Ahsoka's just left confused for most of the episode because there's so much going on that she was never privy to. Poor Ahsoka throughout this entire arc, honestly. Honestly. It's, and like I told you, I have the comic book that this arc is based on. Yes. And they even made things better for her in the TV show compared to the comic. The comic is. Jeez. The comic takes things into a weird area. So I guess they they pulled it back a little bit for the show, which is kind of crazy. The comic is called. What? Slaves of the Republic? It's called Slaves of the Republic. It's like a miniature okay. comic book. Look at the art on the back. <gasps> <laughs> oh! oh. <laughs> it's just that's, like uh, Obi-Wan in chains, like tattered. Like there's even like holes in his under armor leggings and stuff. It's crazy. Wow, I need... I actually need to read this. And Anakin has an eye patch. Anakin has an eye patch? <laughs> yeah. It's why I don't know I love that it's fantastic like the art's kind of goofy but I love it and there's like a left out chapter that makes part of the show make a little bit more sense where they get the Zygerian ship oh okay and it's like oh that's how they got it (laughs) yes yes we never really are privy to that but we'll get to all that yeah this is a fun arc I kind of love deep Diving into each episode of the arc. Yeah, I do too. And it starts off with a bang with this one. Um, I'm just going to say two. I can hear my heater kicking on. I usually turn my heat and my air conditioning off for recording. Oh, no. Keep it on. But I'm keep not it on today because it's like nope. negative 20 outside. So It's entirely too cold to turn the heat off. It's yeah. snowing like a bitch here. So Yeah, it's yeah, snowed all, on. all night and now the, it's sub-zero temperatures and freezing wind, so I am not, for the sake of my house, I am not turning the heat off. <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. 
Well, Obi-Wan getting the shit kicked out of him will keep things warm for us. Because <laughs> <laughs> I love that part of this episode. <laughs> I, did, I mean, it's like the whole episode, basically. I just, so yes. the overview is the Togruton colonists on Kuros. Mm-hmm. Right, yes. they they contacted yes. Yoda saying that the separatists have arrived and Count Dooku is offering them some sort of sanctuary, quote unquote, during mm-hmm. their occupation. And Yoda says, "Don't trust him. Don't do that." And he's like, "It's too late. He's here." And of course, right. he arrives with a Zygerian, which we have never seen before in Clone Wars. No, and we love. The look of the Zygerians. Oh my God. They are so cool. In fact, you know how we've always asked, like, what are they exactly? Mm-hmm. Do you know what they're actually described as? No. A humanoid feline species that ha- evolved from a horned sentient canine species. So figure that out. Whoa. <laughs> that makes sense, though, because they are, they're kind of like a cat, but then they also have like a wolfishness a wolf? to them. Yeah. Yeah. They got yeah, they're horns. cool looking. Like I was noticing, they have horns along their jawline, and I was like, if I had that, I would cut myself all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Forget giving yourself a nice, moisturizing <laughs> self care <laughs> moment in the evening. You cut your hands. <laughs> but no, they're cool looking as hell. Uh, their outfits are cool, and I love their like Spanish accents too. Are great. Yeah. Zygeria itself is really cool. I know we're in Kiros on in this episode, but the bulk of these two episodes take place in Zygeria. And the whole look of the mesas and the temples and mm-hmm. the, the everything, it's very... I love it. I love the look of everything. I love the costumes that Anakin and Ahsoka wear. And it's very... Like, it's obvious it was all built on the back of slaves, which is why Anakin's so angry throughout this whole arc. And in fact, I think this is the first time that Ahsoka learns of his slave background yeah. is in this first episode in this arc. Yeah, I always thought that was kind of interesting. How long have they been together? And yeah. to be in intimate contact, you know, where you're like fighting together, probably sleeping on the ground outside together. Yeah. They, this never, even if it does come up, Anakin won't talk about it like for years she has no idea about his background. There has to be some rumor mills in the temple, right? You, you right. probably hear about Anakin at some point if you're coming up in the temple. Yeah. Like, oh, he's the slave that came in from when he was like 10 or something. It's right. Like, wouldn't you hear about that? Especially maybe, if he maybe... was your master. Yeah. You would hear yeah. some grumblings. <laughs> <laughs> but Obi-Wan just casually like, oh, yeah, he came from a background. It a bad background just never mind him (laughs) you know it's just very casual well that was kind of an interesting moment too to hear obi-wan talk about it because right no one ever talks about it really and that's the problem yes it's part of the whole problem with star wars is people don't just talk to each other yeah and they don't like no one ever i think a few therapy sessions with anakin would have done wonders so that he could talk about it yeah because here he is being thrust into whose idea was this first of all to send a former slave into a slave you know a slave ridden problem right such as this if this was any like serial detective show they'd have been like you're too close to this you got to get off the case yeah no he's too sensitive he could do something out of control which he does. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> he handles himself surprisingly well once he's on Zygeria. 
Yeah, I mean, he has some moments, but for the most part, yeah, he keeps it mostly under control. It pretty much just surfaces in this episode. It's one of my favorite moments. Oh, yeah. Of Clone Wars is the end of this episode when he's in the ship. Yes, I love that, too. I rewind that moment just as much as I rewind (laughs) several others that are, you know, Obi-Wan igniting his lightsaber at Point Rain and Obi-Wan leading those giant ticks away from the innocence of Ryloth. You know, all the key moments that we rewatch. I rewatch the Anakin getting, like, in the face of the Zygerian dude on the ship just as much. Yeah. Because I fucking love it. It's awesome. It's one of those moments where he slips so much that even Ahsoka is like, ooh, are you? Her eyes are like, "Mm -hmm." (laughs) mm-hmm. Like, what the fuck? And not only that, but he's holding a lightsaber to his neck. Like he's about to. He's going to kill him. Yeah. I love that. I love that so much. And here's why. It's boiling over at this point. And you could argue that he's justified because he has this bad background and they threw him into this and he's letting his emotions get to him. But you can start to see a little Vader slipping through the cracks. Mm -hmm. And I love it. Yeah. But I also love Matt Lanter's voice. Yes. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, when he's in the face of the Zygerian. Like, he almost growls. Tell me, or whatever yeah. he says. Like, yeah, he growls. <gasps> it's so hot. <laughs> it is. It's really, it's very sexy. This Is this after the Citadel? Ooh. It is, right? Because remember <laughs> that conversation that Anakin and Tarkin have about the Jedi not going far enough? Oh, that's true. And I feel like that happened prior to this. Yeah, he loses his shit in the Citadel as well. Like, when he's interrogating... No, that's a different arc. Yeah. That's, that's like, the... season two, I think, with Poggle. Yeah, so he's he's well into losing his shit. I love it. It's sprinkled throughout Clone Wars. Yeah, very sprinkled. carefully moment. Like, they choose moments very carefully to, like, let that control slip so that it becomes yeah. more believable later when he loses yeah, all control. True. It's pretty interesting. I okay, I still can't believe that Obi-Wan knows about the Zygerian tradition of settling conflicts with hand-to-hand fighting. How does he know about this shit? I don't know. <laughs> but he basically signs himself up to do it. Yeah, and like he's like a, just a <laughs> sucker for punishment at this point when the seat when i first watched this show and i the conversation started to shift i'm like is this gonna be like a fist fight (laughs) well it's a one-sided fist fight for a lot of it (laughs) yeah and i guess like uh re-watching it now i kind of realized that he's doing that on purpose well he's trying to drag it out right because and ahsoka have to go disable all those bombs and stuff, which I kind of love. I love that they go and they work as a team. And, yeah. you know, there's the, what are they, droidecas up on the ceiling mm-hmm. on the rooftop. Mm-hmm. And they're, you know, they have to think about it. It's a puzzle. I, I like stuff like that. I just love when Anakin and Ahsoka are in their element and they're left alone to, like, be the duo that they are. Yeah, and it's cool because Anakin is very, you can see him being the good mentor and he's in control mm-hmm. and he's actually mm-hmm. solving the problem. Like, he... It was an educated guess, you know, when he disables the bomb. (laughs) Then to see him flip at the end where he, like, loses control is pretty interesting to see. But I just just love that the entire episode is basically Obi-Wan getting the living shit kicked out of him. 
that poor pretty face of his just takes a beating. <laughs> he's covered in bruises by then. It's insane. And he's like, come on, Anakin. Like, <laughs> hurry up. I don't have all day in here. <laughs> it's pretty It's pretty funny. Do you I, know the name of the Zygerian who beats his ass? Yeah, it's Darts Dinar. Yeah, that's a terrible name. I hate it. Darts. <laughs> Dinar. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Dinar is, is that not a Middle Eastern form of currency? Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know. Don't ask me why I know that. <laughs> but I do. Well, I, I love the little moments of comedy in the fight, too, where, like, Dinar gets the phone call, like, twice during oh, yeah, the fight. They... <laughs> I'm busy here moments. Like, don't interrupt me. He's, like, choking Obi-Wan, and he's like, what is it? What do you want? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Doesn't so he get funny. the phone call... One of the phone calls when he realizes that Anakin and Ahsoka have succeeded, or does he just press that button? No, he gets the the call, and uh, then he goes and like presses the button, and nothing happens. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. And I love that. And that's, that's when. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Space the twins. best moments. <laughs> I love we're both like oh, oh, oh yes. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're we're both like freaking out here. <laughs> Obi Wan, you want to describe the the greatest moment? Oh my god, it was so satisfying. It's like after he realizes, okay, Anakin and Ahsoka have finished their task, he just gets up, literally brushes himself off, reaches yep. out with the force, it crushes all the droids in the room with his... It's so, so it's good. so good. Oh my god. And that's how we know that he just basically was messing with Dinar the whole time. He could have yeah. won the fight anytime he wanted to. And then he gets his lightsaber and says, shall we discuss your surrender again? Yes, yes. And it's the delivery of that line. Thank you, James Arnold Taylor, for your (laughs) expertise at your job. It's so satisfying. The whole thing is great. It's so cheeky. (laughs) Everything about it is so cheeky. Where is Rex during all of this? I forget. He's there at the beginning. He's on the little motorcycle things. That, yeah, the bike thing. Yeah. yeah. He's on the the side cart with Obi-Wan, but then the rest yeah. of the episode is Cody. So Yes. I don't know. You don't see Rex too much until later he goes with them on the rest of the mission, which I think is interesting that they chose Rex instead of Cody to do that mission. Where did Cody go? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Do you think... Cody would have actually done what Rex did in the episodes later in this arc? I don't know. That's a really good question because they're not the same personality. Mm -mm. I think Rex would have done it. I don't know that Cody would have. I think if ordered, Cody would have done it. But I don't know that he would have just thrown a spear (laughs) (laughs) and delivered a line (laughs) like Rex did. Yeah, no, I think it's very Rex that moment. And honestly uh, but who knows because they had he had seen a lot of horrific stuff by that time and they are soldiers like their their point is to fight i guess but you know with clone wars they're 99 percent of the time fighting droids and not like living sentient beings so that's true that's true yeah it was kind of a well that's a great moment i can't wait to talk about yeah it the this arc um delivers some Really impressive, not a kid show moments. <laughs> Seriously. This whole I mean, arc is, like on Tumblr, it's referred to as the kinky arc. 
Because well, it is. It's like whips and bondage the entire time. It's so... Cages, Anakin whispering things we still don't know. I'm still waiting to know. <laughs> yeah. What the hell he whispers to the queen. Like, there's a lot of fighting. There's bruises. And is there blood? Yeah. It's one of the... It's the few episodes. Obi-Wan has blood, like, all in his beard. Oh, even. bloody cuts. Yeah. Yeah, it, they're a mess by the end of this. They are. <laughs> Literally. Tattered clothing, bloody faces. It's pretty uh, gruesome for a kid's show. Something that I thought was kind of interesting was they don't show Ahsoka defeat Dinar. She, it's just like a given that it's no problem. She like handles it on the ship. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I guess so. It's, I guess so. They show Anakin fighting that creature in a cage with a million tentacles. <laughs> I really hate that thing. I do too, and I hate also that they had to kill it. Like I'm, I know, and it, it all those sad. animals in cages. I hate all of that. But like, is that the same creature that we see in Rogue One that slides the tentacles over the, what's his name, Bodhi? Bodhi. I wonder. Is it the that, same thing? I wondered because it's, it's got like the flat paddle hands yeah. almost. But does it like, have like cupped a hands? face? I don't know. Yeah, I don't. It's somewhere between the thing that. Oh my god, I can't remember the name of anything today. <laughs> the thing that eats Boba Fett. Oh, the Starlight. <laughs> Originally, yeah, yeah. This it's like somewhere <laughs> between that because it has like a mouth with teeth and it's drooling. Yeah, and then it's also somewhere in the thing that in, like suffer that Bodhi suffers beneath, and I yeah, ugh, and it's got it's got it. like tentacles, but also like crab claws. Yeah, yeah, like the padded <laughs> pinchers. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. it's weird. It's really weird, and it just completely took over Anakin. Like he was he was struggling at it, that point. Yeah, he stabs it like right through its mouth or whatever yeah that i can't i actually can't watch that i don't part. like I it really i bad. really try to look away uh, it's gross <laughs> yeah i mean do what you gotta do to save yourself anakin but like ow gross i do love the birds Ew. though the birds are the best i love those birds the birds I don't are the best. know what they are do you know what they're called let's look it up convores trans trandoshan birds really that's what they're called a beautiful, regal, and elegant owl. I agree. I always think they look like they have 1960s glasses on. They do. They do. They're Elton John glasses. <laughs> oh my god, yes they are. Literally. They're Elton John birds. <laughs> they're tiny little Elton John birds. But they're, they come in various colors. They're carnivorous. They feed on insects and rodents. They live in treetops and in jungles. Convorees oh, were popular as pets throughout the galaxy. Convorees were very similar in appearance to the Kiros birds from the planet Kiros, who also possessed grabbing tails. They have grabby tails. Okay, so they're similar. Like, so the pink and blue ones, are they? Oh, they're Kiros birds. But you're right. They do look really similar to the Convor. Which isn't that what follows? Yes, exactly. It follows Ahsoka. Follows Ahsoka? Yeah. So... That's kind of nice. I like that. That's interesting. Kiro's birds. Oh, they're so cute. An elegant species. Highly intelligent and capable of understanding conversations. Yes, they, they <laughs> heard Anakin whispering to goddamn Queen Mirage, and we don't know what he said. 
Can they interpret for me? Can they speak Yeah, back? maybe they can tell you what they heard. They're so beautiful. And they have this like very coy little smile on their face and their little yes. round eyes. Yes. You're so right. Those are Elton John eyes. <laughs> the glasses. <laughs> well, you know. The only thing missing is rhinestones. <laughs> That's it. That is the only thing, which we could get them some rhinestones on on Zigeria, oh, right? Yeah. Like they got to have some just laying around. I'm sure. That's amazing. Yeah, I want one of these. They're adorable. They're so cute. Okay, so the Morai. The Morai is what follows Ahsoka. Also part of the Convor species. So there's several different types. So a Convor is like an owl, and then they have like multiple kinds of... Yeah, and they all have a grabby tail and two claws per foot. Interesting. Two talons. (laughs) They're also lovely. I love these birds. They make porgs look like... (laughs) trash <laughs> right right though porgs are kind of not intelligent i don't well there's a picture of them next to each other and it's just like ooh, yeah the <laughs> porgs look a little dowdy and frumpy compared to convors yeah yeah uh, yeah is this the first time we see a convor that's a good question i don't know first appearance is in padawan lost Really? That's what it says according to Wikipedia. Padawan Lost, that's the one where Ahsoka is taken by hunters, right? Yeah. It's so interesting. Then again, that's only a condor, not not a Kiros bird or a Morai. Let's look up Kiros bird. First appearance. Kidnapped is the first appearance that we see these Elton John glasses birds. The purple and blue <laughs> ones. And then Slaves of the Republic. <laughs> And then the Morai, their first appearance is the mystery of Chopper Base, Star Wars Rebels. Really? Well, it says here Star Wars Clone Wars Victory and Death, but the first appearance is Mystery of Chopper Base. Oh, that makes sense because season seven came out after. Okay. Well, the sister in the Mortis arc is kind of like a Morai on steroids. She's terrifying when she turns into her bird. Yes. I just want to know what, has Filoni ever talked about why the Morai becomes part of Ahsoka? Like why there's a Convor or a Morai or whatever always circling around her? Well, back to Zygerians, there were actually two Zygerian Jedi. Really? In the history of Jedi. Yes. I didn't know that. You always come with the good tidbits of info. (laughs) I try. So Farzala Terrabal served as a Padawan of the Jedi Order during the High Republic area. And then another Zygerian female named Tosan. Tosan? Tosan? She was a Jedi Master who served the Jedi Order and the Galactic Republic by the time following the Battle of Naboo. So she's actually pretty fucking recent. Wow, that's interesting. So there are two known Zygerians who did not hate the Jedi or the Republic. <laughs> and those are the only two. I was going to say, because that's like a big part of, especially what Dinar keeps talking about while he and Obi-Wan are fighting, that he wants to take revenge mm-hmm. for his people and have the Jedi basically, because they stopped the slave trading of the Zygerians, but yeah. not the Huts, that it like right. ruined their <laughs> culture and took all their power and... He wants revenge for that. It's so interesting that they, they're allies with the Huts, so they don't do anything, you know, to fight their slavery, but they had no problem taking on the Zigerians. Well, you bring up an interesting point about the Huts. That just goes to show you, if you have enough money and power and influence, you can get away with stuff pretty yeah. much, you know? 
Yeah. Like, why were the huts allowed to just exist? I don't know. It's kind of like how the mafia exists. Yeah, it's like, you just don't talk about them. You know they're <laughs> out there. You can't stop them. But just if just turn your just turn your head a little to the right and ignore yeah. them. Yeah. You know, it's fine. Money and power and influence. They're even kind of portrayed like mafioso like in the Clone Wars the episode with Quinlan Vos when they go and there's like yeah, that stereotype of like uh the cigar and the mustache and the yeah. <laughs> like the godfather. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. yeah, so uh, this someone is even doing a Marlon Brando impression, like impersonation with one of the huts. So it's it's pretty like overt what they're doing there and implying that it's like mafia. Well, sure. I mean, it makes it makes sense. Yeah. You but know? It's, still, it's interesting because they gave Qui Gon so much shit about Anakin. Right. There's even more like talk about that in Master Apprentice. How like after, well, actually, I guess that's prior to Phantom Menace and. There's an experience that he has in that book that makes him feel like more strongly about why doesn't the Republic do anything about slavery? Yeah, yeah. It's interesting that at some point they did, I guess. I wonder how long ago that happened with Nigeria. Like if it was like back during the High Republic or if it was like a more recent thing. Well, it says the Nigerians maintained slave labor industry for thousands of years, basically prior to, I mean, they were... They existed at their height in the Old Republic. And then the Old Republic judicial forces helped the Jedi police Nigeria until its slave trade was destroyed. So they went way back. Interesting. The Nigerian slave trade. And then they got cracked down enough. And I mean, they kind of brought it on themselves for making an alliance with Dooku. No good can come from that, even though it's all false promises and a big facade. Man, it's just one more thing for... Palpatine to be getting his paws right? into, you know, like how does he keep track I mean, of all this shit? He has this. <laughs> I, I don't know. He has the foresight. I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's his use of the force that he can see. Maybe he has more plates spinning. I, I don't know. He just solved this and used it. Yeah, <laughs> like it's so fucking crazy. It really is. It's it's on another level. So to wrap this up. Kidnapped is basically about Obi-Wan Kenobi getting his ass handed to him, willingly, <laughs> and then delivering their asses back at them with a one-liner. <laughs> yeah. Anakin loses his shit, and it's hot, and Ahsoka is confused and trying to piece it all together and keep her life in one piece, trying to keep up with those two, Obi-Wan and Anakin. So I, I love this episode. <laughs> it has it all. This episode has everything. This fights. <laughs> Bombs, hot Jedi getting all kinds of emotional torment out. Elton John glasses. It has everything. Elton John glasses. Stefan. Felines with canine. Yes, Stefan. If anyone didn't get the reference, that's Stefan from Saturday Night Live. And we love him. Can't get better than that. Nope. Our question for you this week is just quite simply, what is your favorite moment in this episode? It's pretty clear what ours were. (laughs) (laughs) So let us know yours, please. And join us back here next week. We are going to dive into the second episode of this three-part arc. And we're going to talk about (laughs) Slaves of the Republic, which is takes place on Zygeria with the Zygerian queen. And things get even more insane. 
<laughs> if you could believe it. Even more. <laughs> so yes. join us back next week for that. So last week we talked about the basically the finale of Obi-Wan and Maul's relationship. And we both ran polls on our Instagram and Twitter accounts. And they had very similar results. We asked, what did you think of the finale in Rebels Twin Sons? Our Twitter poll had 78% loved it, 12% liked it, and 10% wanted more, 0% disliked it. Wow, you had 78% loved it? Yeah. That's crazy. That's a lot higher than what I got on Instagram. I ran the exact same poll on Instagram, and I got 57% loved it, and then it was a tie, 21% for liked it and wanted more. Nobody disliked it, though. Oh. Yeah, so... Most of all, nobody disliked it, although I have a few comments from Twitter. James Matthews says on Twitter, Obi-Wan's face as he closes Maul's eyes broke me. Here's the man who's hounded him all his life, taken away some of the most important people to him for no reason other than hate, and Obi-Wan's still sad that things had to end that way between them. And that's what we said. Yeah. It's amazing the courtesy and respect and pity that he had for Maul. Yeah, it's interesting that you say pity because I got a, a message from Deanna... Um, one of our patrons, she was saying that she was thinking about this episode um, of ours and said, with the continuity with Obi-Wan and how he shows compassion for Maul, do you think this would have still happened if Anakin slash Vader hadn't fought Kenobi? My argument is like, yes, because this was written first. But still, mm-hmm. it's an interesting idea. Is that the the catalyst that made it possible for Obi-Wan to even have compassion for Maul? I mean, we kind of made that argument in our episode. I think Obi-Wan is a compassionate person anyway. And by this time, mm-hmm. in his timeline, you know, he's softened quite a bit. Because he's more towards the A New Hope version of himself. It's very true, yeah. I really liked that question. I thought it was an interesting thing to think about. Yeah, we had a lot of comments on Twitter from our friends at Conversations. We also had some people saying that Rebels wasn't the time or the place to have the finale of these two. And so I can understand that point as well. Yeah, I completely agree. Conversations, they said it was the perfect bookend. So, yeah. Yeah, everyone loves it. Yeah, I mean, even if they... Because yeah. I had a few people say the same thing, that they're like, what the hell was Ezra even doing there? Someone was like, it actually Ezra takes away from Luke, which I thought was an interesting... Mm-hmm. I kind of agree with that perspective. But, like, they still love the duel. You know, like the moment is still a really great moment. So it was, it's definitely yeah. an interesting conversation piece. Thank you so much for joining us here on the Most Things Kenobi podcast. We appreciate every single one of our patrons and are grateful for your support. If you'd like to support the podcast and become a patron as well, head over to the Most Things Kenobi Patreon. As always, you can follow us on Tumblr, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcast player. If you enjoy our podcast, feel free to rate us on Spotify and Apple. And if you need just one place to find all of these, head over to mostthingskenobi.com. So until next time, my space twin, may the force be with you. Always. <laughs>